Okay. Now we'll go to chapter 11. Chapter 11. Now, when we read in verse 8, just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. Now, when you read that, you know, you and I must come to the correct perception of it, you know, because it's, it's the normal thing that happens. Uh, uh, a brother said once that he used to drink a lot of juice, okay? So one day, he opened his refrigerator. You know, he used to bring out the juice and pour in a, in a jug and leave in the refrigerator. So he brought out this jug of juice and poured out. And then he heard inside, keep drinking it like this. And soon you have decompensated sugar control. So that type of thing. So, so, if a man continues to rebel against God, that's a natural outcome. So, when you say God gave them, no, <clears throat> it's not in the sense that God singled them out to give them, no. It's in the sense that they, they kept going the way they were going, that's where they will end up. And they ended up there. And so, you know, like the Bible said, um, <clears throat> that when the spirit is withdrawn, when the spirit is withdrawn from the earth, it will be impossible to repent. That's what Revelation said. Said they, they could not repent. Yes, because there's no spirit of conviction to bring them to a realization of what is happening to them. And once the spirit is withdrawn, well, the, the natural thing follows. They, even in their suffering, they continue to be stubborn. So this is the context in which we and I need to embrace that truth. Okay, so we'll go to verse 11. I say that, have they stumbled that they should fall? <clears throat> Certainly not. But through their fall to provide them to, provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles, which is actually what has happened. The inclusion, like we were saying also yesterday, the inclusion of the Gentiles at the same level and without becoming Jews. Oh, that was just not acceptable to the Jew. They don't mind you including Gentiles as proselytes. You know, proselytes are Gentiles converted to Judaism. <clears throat> they don't mind that. But to include them on their own, in their own rights. Uh, so, because they continue to reject as a result of that, okay, then the, the, the opportunity, you know, of inclusion, justification, because you see, everything has to have 
justification because of the holy God, you know, the justification for expanding the covenant, you know, then emerged. And that's why you and I know that it's never, it was never an afterthought because divine foreknowledge saw the way they were going and then saw that at some point, then they've created the justification for universal inclusion, you know. For I speak, now, if, if their fall is riches for the world, their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? In other words, um, who is going to have problem, you know, when the Jews return to the family of God in en masse, who is going to have problem? It's still the same Jews, because that's what uh, the Pastor Elton told us, that Pentecostals are now um, speaking in tongues and uh, living in the uh, reality of this spirit-filled life. But that when God begins to show, like he's beginning to show, you know, the, the deep depths of his holiness in the life of the believer, just like he did before, you know, to produce men and women who walk holy before God. It's the same Pentecostals that are going to oppose it by preaching indulgent grace, you know, which is what is happening. You know, they're preaching indulgent grace and there is no such thing. For I speak to you Gentiles, in as much as I'm an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. Okay, this is a, by continuing to insist on the inclusion of Gentiles, you know, he's hoping, this is a natural thing, he's hoping that uh, through jealousy then more people, more Jews will come to embrace the gospel in order to maintain their place, you know. And, and that's why uh, it's important to understand this, you know. As uh, I was meditating this morning, the Spirit of God, He was telling me that there's a whole world of difference between human organizations and the kingdom of God. That human organizations, they expand by creating a presence. So that's a, a four square now in Ibarakpa local government. That's a four square now in uh, uh, Kutuwenji. That's a four square now in Bochi. No, that is we expand to those places. We plant like Coca-Cola. We put our presence everywhere, you know. But that's not how the kingdom of God grows. You know, the kingdom of God grows by inclusion. You know, that's John here. He's living the kingdom life. So it's included. You know, there is Mary on the other side. So the church may have expanded to a place, but the kingdom of God has not increased because nobody there is included. Nobody there is living the kingdom life. They may be living the church life, but they're not living the kingdom life. So it's a world of difference. 
And that's why you can have uh, the church in every corner and so much corruption and evil because the kingdom itself grows by inclusion. So anywhere, you know, you see someone who is in the kingdom, they're included. That individual is included. It's not a group thing. That's what Jesus said when he said, don't say neither, don't say the kingdom is here or there. No. So because the kingdom is within you, it's an individual thing. You know, mm. and once the kingdom is within you, you're included. Mm. But you may be in the church, but the kingdom is not within you. Then you cannot be in the kingdom, but you're in the church. So it is that inclusion that is unique to the, the growth of the kingdom of God. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy, he says, who are my flesh and save some of them. Yes, get them, you know, to come. But it's after they come, then you begin to show them what it means. And when it's when, it's when many of them then come, that they realize that this inclusion is a problem for them. And then some of them go back, that they cannot tell, you know. It's the same thing that is happening everywhere. Many people can't, they cannot understand inclusion, you know. And it's not even just inclusion. Inclusion at the same level, you know, with the same power and privilege. It's not even that you included them and you kept them down there and kept us up here. No. You included them and flattened everything. So they're now beneficiaries. They can call Abraham their father. They can, ah, uh -uh. you know. So some of them was like, since when? <laughs> Okay, so the apostle says, for if they are being cast away, the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Yes, of course. That's why we are praying for Israel, praying for Jerusalem, that they will arise to embrace the kingdom of God and the gospel of Christ. So that when Jesus returns by prophecy, as it says, the word says, there will be a people to welcome him there as well. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root but the root supports you. So, like he said, I magnify my ministry as the apostle to the Gentiles, but I'm also a Jew. So, he's trying to marry the two, you know. And it's from here that we learn, you know, as we will see later, verse 29, that the covenant is, is, uh, is there, whether the people believe it or not. And so, it's not that they will accept the Jews without believing, no. But they will accept them once they believe. Verse 19, you will say then, branches were broken off. Branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well said, because of unbelief, they were broken off. When you stand by faith, do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. That's why you shouldn't join in all these controversies, you know, 
just receive the grace of God in your heart, enter the kingdom, and 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 then um, 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 be humble and thankful about it. Because you know, once the Jews hear that uh, the, um, sub- the doctrine of substitution, when they hear the the the, the gospel. Um, of universal inclusion, it drives many of them further away. Like one man said, if the Jews embrace Christianity the way it is, they will cease to be Jews. So for them, it's more important to remain a Jew than to be found in the kingdom of God. But then that that is their their business, it's not ours. And and we shouldn't uh, bother ourselves too much about that, but just continue to embrace the grace of God in humility and gratitude. Okay. Amen. 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 Amen.